everybody. I'm Ernesto Mancivo. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And together we are Robots, Robots versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Welcome, welcome back, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I want to welcome s- back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a special welcome to uh, to Pablo who survived his surgery this past Woo! week. Yeah. Yeah. Life. Yeah. So it's delicious. So if I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a lengthening and a widening, right? Yes. Okay. And I added horns. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, what does Sabrina have to say about it? Uh, she says it's the angriest dick she's ever seen. All right. Yeah. All right. And, and, uh, <laughs> and she would know about angry dicks. Uh, <laughs> what? Given, given the line of work. Oh, right, 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 right. My God. It's true. <laughs> She works with contractors. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. But uh, we're back again with another show. That means uh, more more of us scratching our heads and looking up at this political system of ours and wondering what the fuck is going on. We're looking into the abyss, and we're hoping it blinks before we do because <laughs> we have a twitching problem. I think we want to be the abyss. <laughs> Seriously. All right, so it's time for another one of those uh, special segments of ours. Um, running backwards through a cornfield. Ass, b- wait, running ass backwards through a cornfield naked. <laughs> so protect your cheeks. <laughs> All right, so let's do it. Um, the UN speech by our inglorious president. You know, I, I, don't, I don't understand his, his reasoning. Again, yet again, I'm baffled and puzzled as to what his his exact strategy is. What is what is he exactly? What is what does he want? What's his end game? You think? Uh, he he just wants to get something done, doesn't he? He wants the he wants his resume to look like, hey, at least I did something. Right? He's he's being as crazy as possible just because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing like he he literally you know you'd think when somebody gets into their 70s they they have some semblance of how the mechanics of life work but apparently what we're seeing it means that that's not true what we're seeing is somebody who um, has lived in an astonishing level of privilege and doesn't know how to function any other way Um, And he happens to be in a job uh, that's very privileged, no matter who you are, because you're, you know, you're the president of the United States and he's just occupying that office. And dangerous way to be. I mean, imagine, uh, dear listeners, if from the moment that you were born, no matter what you did, there was no punishment for it. There was no you would not feel any result of any action that you've taken. Imagine the kind of person that you would be. Personally, I would be at the least uh, 375 pounds and uh, probably extremely violent, yet a a crybaby. That's just me. That's just, that's almost him like, as like a figurative person. Like, that's just him. He's just like a 375-pound cry, crybaby. Drugs are still wearing off. I'm still trying to, like, pronounce 
words and sentences. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of like I come out of this this uh, this drug induced haze, and I keep hearing like I honestly haven't been paying as much attention to the news as I should have, mm-hmm. especially in preparation for the show. But like uh, <laughs> as soon as I woke up from my drug induced stupor and I came back, uh, you know just to the land of the living i started do like i started seeing more and more pop-ups on my news feed talking about how they're going to try again with the repeal and replace on the obamacare thing and i'm just like again again really mm. they're gonna try like they're gonna try one more one more time at trying to repeal and replace they just want one person to die exactly they're, they're just trying to take one person's life so they can be like, you see, we did it. Oh, <laughs> we killed that guy. I think, uh, I think you hit it right on the head. They they just want that one example that everybody can get enraged over. It's like, you see what Obamacare does? It really is a death panel. Blah, you know. Even though they're the ones that are basically taking away health insurance to millions of people. <sighs> we got to do something. Like we 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 really got to tar and feather all these these motherfuckers and make them walk through the street and have somebody ringing a bell behind them while an older lady says shame <laughs> you know all the way from like dc to manhattan and well i mean and we push them into the ocean uh kamala harris is having actually uh was um was talking about this like uh, like earlier on i think it's news one and she's talking about like maybe you should maybe people should just come come out in droves and call up their local congressmen and um, you know demand that they stop supporting this kind of shit. So if you uh, if you are fed up with this kind of GOP bullshit, please call 202-224-3121 and uh, let them know that you're not going to just, just stand idly by and let them take your health care away. God bless Kamala Harris. She goes she goes in. She really is for the people. I hope uh, I hope we see more and more of her over the years um, in positions of influence because I, I really do feel like she is for the betterment of the people. You know, all the people. Is it too early to start calling, like, people who would be, like, who, who would be in the running for the presidency of 2020? I don't think so. I th- Would you nominate, like, Kamala Harris as, like... Yes. Would you, would you say, like, you th- you throw in your yes. vote for Kamala Harris? Yes, cool. absolutely. Um, and uh, you see, there, there there's a, a two-pronged uh, thought when it comes down to that. One, I think she's just uh, she's just a phenomenal public servant who is what we need in the highest office of the land uh, to affect real change. But at the same time, um, and this is no commentary to Kamala Harris, we've basically for the last nine months have dealt with the lowest standard for public servant in the highest office of the land that at this point I'd be ready to, I'd be ready to put like Rick from Rick and Morty into the presidency. Like it would seriously be, Yikes. it would say, yeah, as, as, as crazy as that would be, like I'm ready for almost 
anything else, you know, and that scares me a little bit because yeah. it's like now our standards have been lowered, you know, right. we're, we're essentially last call. This is last call at a dive bar. Right. <laughs> it's really, just you like, think, really, you think so? That's I really do think so. It's like and we're ready to just grab whatever hookup we can get our hands on just to go with something into that dark night. You right. know, yeah. so um, that's that's what scares me. Hopefully we can make a good choice that will pan out in the morning. Something yeah. that we won't you know, we won't hate ourselves and try to sneak out. Um, <laughs> you know, well, I feel like that's what that's a lot of what um, that like you're basically talking about the mindset that a lot of the people who voted for Trump uh, basically banked on that. They were like oh, they, were, they were just shooting in the dark and hoping that it would be a good idea. But it ended up being. I mean, it ended up just being Trump. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, uh, hopefully those people see the error of their ways, and come voting time, twenty twenty, you know, we got to get this sh this piece of shit out of here because at at this point, like, if you saw that UN speech, it was full of, it was just the oddest thing. It, it, it's it, he never quite nails it, right? He mm. always like contradicts himself he says that uh, he's putting america first and that every country should uh look out for themselves and then he goes around and says you know but venezuela you know you keep acting like uh you can't behave and you know big bad american military is gonna have to step in under the monroe doctrine and just you know start busting heads uh but I, I and that's then that's something that I that I'm like kind of turning around and, and scratching my head and being like, if every country's supposed to like look out for themselves, like you're just gonna turn around and say that Venezuela can't like try to figure out its own shit, or you're gonna start talking about how like the Iran, uh, the the nuclear deal mm. that uh, that Obama struck up with the Iranians, you're just gonna turn around and say that that's bullshit and that uh, we need to step in and like like basically tear up that deal despite the fact that it was possibly the best we can do in terms of like figuring things out when uranium is involved in the Middle East. That deal was so well constructed and so well thought out by the Obama administration that the Trump administration has had no choice but to recertify it twice because Iran has met every condition that was set out in that Iran deal. It's like Trump, it's, it's even come out that Trump has been telling uh, his people who look into that matters, like find something, something that we can do to revoke uh, this certification next time it's up because I mean, it's just it's it's just the deal was just that good the deal is good all it does is like it it gives them enough uranium to enrich to like like it's not nuclear grade mm -hmm. it's just like scientific research grade medical grade as well medical yeah. grade and then it's like uh and then we have like we send inspectors over to them like like every few months mm -hmm. and then, like, like I read that there's no way that they can get away with anything if they try to enrich it into nuclear-grade uranium. Like, it's just such a – it's a good deal. 
It's a like I don't, I don't understand what. It's because he's jealous, you know. It's he's the, so the, jealous. It's it's this whole petty, disgusting, awfulness that pervades throughout this whole administration. Him just being such a petty dick, and understanding that Obama is a politician that got shit done. Mm-hmm. He certainly did. He and certainly his administration, did. along with John Kerry. Like everybody involved in that deal, like were on, they basically got on point, and they managed to get a great deal out of that. And now he's just being like, he's just pandering to his base, mm -hmm. and you know, that could lead to some very disastrous consequences. But whatever, enough of that, enough of his fucking ridiculous bullshit. We, um, are we done? Are we done with Trump for this particular? I hope so. Okay, with uh, this, for this particular. Don't worry, listeners. We'll have more uh, horseshit for you next week. Yeah, uh, with this guy, we're sure. But uh, uh, moving on, moving on beyond that. Yeah, because um, there's plenty of horrible stuff happening in the world. Yeah, uh, Mother Nature is not fucking around. Um, yeah, she's taking off her chancas. Yeah, and giving us the bow bow. <laughs> That, it's about that. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> she is she is whipping them chanclas through the Caribbean and up our asses like Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, it's it's a disaster. Like I don't even know uh, like wh where do, where do we begin? It, it the constant hurricanes, the earthquake that hit Mexico that's like killed like what? 273 people yeah, yeah as of this moment as we're recording on on thursday the 21st yeah um uh, oh. i have to be good on my time here because uh i'm still a little um uh anesthetized <laughs> <laughs> man if i my recent knee surgery if i knew you were going to be like this affected i would have I would have arranged something to be at that hospital when you woke up, um, gotten uh, your wife, your mother, and me to all put on like long white beards, and as soon as, <laughs> and as soon as you wake up, you're just like, "What's going on?" It's just like, "You've been under for ten years. <laughs> You've come back to us. Thank God." Like, why do all of you have Santa Claus beards? It's like. It's been that long. <laughs> they repealed Obamacare. <laughs> they were going to bring you out like 10 years ago, but then they said, fuck it. it just, He's brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're brown except for your upper arms oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, my God. I have the only, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I got the only farmer's tan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, buddy. You know I love you, but man, <laughs> it's like the rest of him, like his face, his arms, his feet, like are golden brown, straight up golden brown, <laughs> crispy, if you may. And <laughs> but you look at his upper arms, and it's just like Jesus, dude. I'm from North Dakota. Damn, it's like, are you upset that they took your damn? He's like, <laughs> my God. Oh shit, man. Yeah. We gotta not my finest feature. Yeah, I know you gotta. We gotta rub some barbecue sauce on the arms <laughs> or something like that to just even it out. And again, I don't mean to make fun, but it's just it's it's what's going on right now is so horrendous and so overwhelming that you got to take a moment to just be like, 
man, we are really, we ain't shit when yeah, it comes down to the fury of nature. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly having a, a tough time trying to figure out what are the legit charities to like donate to because it's like there there have been charities for every other hurricane mm-hmm. and we've had like six yes <laughs> like oh. uh, like we've had the hurricane that devastated Houston mm-hmm. uh, and that Texas that was Irma yeah that was Irma mm-hmm. and then there was has Katya even has Katya showed up or is it Katya, Jose, Katya. Yeah, Katya sort of uh, fizzled out. Uh, Jose um, threw a lot of rain around uh, in the Caribbean, but didn't really mess anything up. It's currently like a tropical depression, uh, not too far from us. So if you feel a drizzle, if you're in New York right now and you feel a drizzle, it's probably Jose Jose. going, you know, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you gave him that ethnic appropriate. Hey, uh, you know. Gonna, gonna spit on your shit at so. um, um, but um, you know it's it's difficult to keep to keep track of all these natural disasters because it feels like they keep coming to the point where it's it's really overwhelming and you know our hearts go out to everyone who has been affected by the Mexico earthquake and all these hurricanes and um, you know. Uh, I've got uh, I've got some charities here that you should donate to. Um, Tell them, Pablo. Yeah, the Mexican Red Cross, Fondo Unido Mexico, and Topos Mexico, which is a rescue brigade that you can donate through to through PayPal. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it and in folks, terms of like all the devastating shit that's been going on. And folks, keep keep your eye out to. Uh, local uh local efforts to get supplies down to these devastated areas there are several churches restaurants um, especially restaurants that uh, cater to the populations that have been affected who are um, taking up collections of uh, food clothing um, toiletries uh, just the very basic things that we take for granted to to send down there uh, to these folks everybody's pitching in and even though you feel it's just a little bit, um, it's going to mean a hell of a lot to somebody in a devastated area who has next to nothing right now. So yeah. if you can do it, if you see it happening in your neighborhood, just take a moment and just give something, any little thing. Yeah, because it's it's not enough to, to just be like, you know, um, say on, on social media that, you know, you really feel for these people, but it's like any every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. And mm-hmm. it's not... You know, it's like it could, you know, someday with the re- with the way the weather is going, uh, it could happen to us up here in like, oh, you know, up here on the coasts, you know. I mean, we we still there's still areas that are recovering from Sandy. Yeah. Um, and I remember when that hit us, like all of lower man, there was a good chunk of lower Manhattan that was just in darkness yeah. for days. Um, you could there was no way you could catch a train. Um, Not unless that train was a river. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I, there, w- there was actually an aerial photo. It's incredible, and I'll never forget it. Where they took a picture of Manhattan at night, and the southern tip of Manhattan was just com- that's right, engulfed in darkness. Yeah, it's and there were people living in that area who 
needed to get uh, fresh water like bust in, you know, like they they got trucks full of water to administer to these people. They had no electricity. It was like they was it was a really, really tough time. Yeah. And unless like we start like unless this government and like the people in charge start taking like the whole uh, climate change thing seriously, we're going to keep continuing to get these weird acts of nature that like plunge us into darkness and like keep threatening to like you know overwhelm cities and coastal cities and stuff and like i said like it's uh, the united states is going to start looking more like an apple core oh where it's like hmm. um where all of us are eventually is going to be like i like i feel like i mentioned this on a previous podcast it's going to be reverse gentrification hmm. um or i think you said that actually we're just going to be like <laughs> shoulder to shoulder with all the all the people in in the Midwest, mm. um, and kind of, you know, introducing them to a new way of life. I guess. Oh man, that's going to be a weird, weird day if that ever happens. I mean, when you think about the devastation that we got with Sandy, when Sandy actually hit, it was a moderate to weak category two, right? And it and it wrought that sort of damage. On New York, imagine if, in some shape or form, and it's not out of the realm of impossibility, if if we get like a strong Category Three or Category Four, yeah, it essentially the city would part of the city. Those who had the means to would just abandon the city. Um, it it's it's hard to even imagine, and I think once that happens. Um, Perhaps the conversation about climate change um, will get more serious. It, unfortunately, horrible things have to happen before we really take it um, like seriously, especially when it's like out of character. Right. Um, but you know, that's that's when it would happen, and it, we'll either start talking about climate change or politicians will try to distract us by talking about mega engineering, like mega engineering, mega engineering, like we would start to build uh storm walls uh here the way they have them in um i think it's sweden or somewhere somewhere in europe that's susceptible to flooding um and it was a huge problem and they just got together they were like you know what we're gonna use science and engineering to mitigate this sort of devastation so these they built these huge like storm walls that shut off when um, storms or floods are coming their way to save their um, uh, save certain cities from getting just uh, drowned out. Are they the, are they the same? Because I remember there was a documentary a while back called uh, by Spike Lee when, called "When Levees Break." Mm. Uh, I think that's what it was called. I think so too. Um, but they were talking about how the New Orleans levee was like basically like a sheet of paper when uh when that i forget what hurricane hurricane katrina hit mm -hmm. yeah uh and then they cut to like the hurricane like basically the uh anti-hurricane walls on in sweden yeah and it was like these giant automated you know walls <laughs> that look like damn walls it looked like something out of like a out of like Pacific Rim, yeah, <laughs> and and it it looks like 
it just looked insane. Is that the kind of walls that we're that we're talking about? Yep. Like, oh shit. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that um, a more affluent a more affluent country like America could afford to do um, if they wanted to. And but really, when was the last time we had the uh, the chutzpah to um, pull our resources together and do something? on that level. Some might argue uh, it was the space program, other uh, like the space program of the 1960s. Um, I would argue that when we put, when this country put its, um, some of its financial might behind getting the International Space Station up and running, but that was also a coalition of many nations. It wasn't just the United States. If it was just us, probably wouldn't have gotten done. No. So. Um, and plus, Probably we want, would have gotten lost in Congress. Oh, would have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we'd we still get this done. Absolutely, we'd still be talking about it now, even though we just approved a what a multi-billion-dollar um, uh, military budget. Um, like we, it was like it's like eighty billion or something. Yeah, no. we can't. Maybe even more. Yeah, it's some astronomical number. We can't like the 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 GOP loves to be like. Uh, we can't, like why would we spend money on our sick you know they're they're leeching off the government teeth these sick people it's like free college are you out of your mind yeah do you know the logistics behind that 80 billion to the military it's like, more missiles it's like more missiles and trump's like damn i only asked for 40 yeah yeah <laughs> like fucking ted cruz is having trouble trying to like approve that and jerk off at the same yeah. time. <laughs> um, whoo, man. Oh, man, that and, uh, yeah, oh. with that, I think we should take a little segment break mm. and, because I think we're done with the taxes part, but, uh, you know, heed our warnings, people shit's changing. <laughs> we need to, we need to be ready. <laughs> But no matter how many Percocets he takes, he's still he's still Pablo Morales Martinez. Goddamn right. And I'm still Ernesto Mancibo, and together we still are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so let's uh, let's switch gears. Last week, <laughs> after we recorded, well, no, not after we recorded. The next day, because like. Was, Pablo was being all like responsible. Yeah, He's like, I gotta go to work the next day, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> so the next day, we got together and we went to go see the new version of it. St Stephen King's It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, tell me your impressions first, Pablo. I like. See, I I, I saw the first twenty minutes of it. Uh, and then I had to leave uh, due to some job related. My day job uh, called me away. You're so. a movie going slut is yes. what you are. Yes, it's that's like right. you're like, oh, let's go see that together. And then you go into some back alley and get 20 <laughs> minutes of action. Just like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Um, With your fucking trench coat. <laughs> and my size. And your James Cagney hat. <laughs> Um, but no, I saw 20 minutes of it and I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty impressive. And then I saw the whole thing and then I 
didn't think it was impressive anymore. <laughs> um, that's what I like. My my thoughts on the movie are that, um, you know, it it kind of just it relies on a lot of like the jump scare. Like if you're into jump scares, this is the movie for you. Like, because uh, it it doesn't really. It, it aspires to be more, but it relies a lot on like the whole bleh, bleh, so scary, you know. <laughs> Although there was one part where it's like where I had to look away from the screen because I do have a clowny thing. <laughs> I'm not down a clown. Um, uh, not into the juggalo thing. Although I praise the juggalos for. <laughs> um, <laughs> for interrupting a, a right-wing rally like this this past weekend what a bizarre what a world we live in oh my god that was odd i think it was on the lincoln lawn or whatever oh yes where the right where right-wing assholes came up and then the juggalos showed up with the insane clown fucking posse uh, way to go guys question mark uh. um <laughs> hey you gotta call it where you call it like yeah. good job good job yeah. guys you did it. Anyway, uh, I'm not down a clown. So it's there's definitely a moment in the movie where you see a bunch of clowns in a room. And I had to look away because can't take that shit. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a movie that relied too much on the, on the cheap jump scares. It was well made, despite that. Mm -hmm. The movie looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just couldn't. I, I, yeah, there was there was just some points where I was just like, uh, you know, I wish this movie was more, you know. Mm. But uh, I mean, it, oh shit, there's a cloud behind you. You're a dick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, I should have shown up. What as, did What did you think of the movie? I should have shown up as Pennywise when uh, you woke up from your surgery. Oh, dude. <laughs> Hyperville. <laughs> oh God, no! Do you want this knee back? <laughs> Ew! You show me a, like a disembodied <laughs> knee. There's this really funny meme where that like some dude is like um, yeah. some dude spliced together uh, Pennywise, sh like eating that little boy's hand mm -hmm. and like waving it, and then you see Forrest Gump waving back. Oh my God. <laughs> The, the the funny uh, it meme that I've seen is uh, what would it what would Pennywise have to say to get you down there with him, and oh yeah, and there I've seen memes. It's just like where he's looking out from the sewer. He's just like Obama's still president down here, <laughs> and people are like jumping yeah, into the jumping. sewer. It's like we have the Infinity War trailer. It's here. like oh <laughs> man, oh that's such a good I meme. Know. It's so fun, but. I thought the movie, uh, like you, like you said, uh, was very well made. Um, I do not have any sort of weird fear of clowns or anything like that. So uh, going into it, I wasn't just like, "Oh no." Uh, they have water bugs down there. Hell no, yeah, you'd be. Afraid. Oh, if it was water bugs, then you'd you'd be on your own. <laughs> I'd be like, "Fuck this shit! I don't need to see CGI'd water bugs." Mimic like, too. Oh, mimic <laughs> these nuts is what I'm saying. It's like, I just, I can't deal with these you things. You just named the episode. <laughs> I cannot deal with water bugs, but um, 
I thought that the actor who played Pennywise did a phenomenal job. I think yeah. he completely immersed himself into the character. I bet he, I bet he was weirding out people on set like left and right. It was just like he just doesn't break character at all. Like, really? Like that's is that what, what is that? What he said? That's what I believe. Oh, that's what you believe. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, because, shit. just because when I see. When I see pictures of the actor without the makeup, I'm just like, he he looks like he a weirdo. He looks a little creepy. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think he's and the way he played the role. I think I think he actually scared those kids, um, and so I give him I give him mad respect for that. But uh, the movie wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be uh, because yeah. of the reason previous reasons listed. Also because it's you know they rely on the whole jump scare theme. Uh, which gets old after a while because you right. just, you know, you tense up and you're like, all right, something's coming. Yeah. You know, for me, the horror movies that really stick with me have a psychological aspect to them that just mess with you afterwards. Like there's there's a certain amount of the unseen that really gets under my skin. Right. But um, but as a whole, the movie was solid. Um, it's t it told a good story that involved a, a really uh, good villain. Um, I'm looking forward to the subsequent chapter or chapters depending on how well it does um but i feel um it was solid overall and is definitely worth um a look if yeah. you're on the fence like you know just go for it it's a it's a good time I mean, ev practically everyone's seen this movie already because they made like 168 million dollars yeah i mean before it's not even out of theaters yet and they're already greenlit part two so yeah. you know it's doing very well also, the kid actors in it are fucking great. Mm. Um, <laughs> they um, they certainly captured um, a certain asp. Not now, what it's I like to be a little bastard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they, for me, they certainly captured what happens to kids when they discover cursing for the first time, <laughs> and they don't know exactly how that that's the thing that that actually <laughs> made me really like the movie more so than all the horror bits mm -hmm. um was the, the interactions between these kids felt really kind of like authentic um but not, and still in that way that i can't fully relate to because i wasn't like i never grew up with like a bunch of white kids with like you know <laughs> Uh, you know, spitting like stripping down our underpants and spitting over a cliff. Hey, Pablo, let's go down to the creek. This <laughs> is like never, never had that experience. Um, Unsupervised. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, I'm just hoping the next one is better. Hmm. Just in terms of like uh, atmosphere, just make it a better horror movie and not rely so much on the jump scares and stuff i think they'll definitely go darker for the next movie yeah um i mean uh, in terms of being disturbed by by like uh entertainment media and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh and pop culture things that bring in dark themes uh we just saw uh the rick lantis mix-up <laughs> uh an episode of rick and morty i know that's not really caught up with a lot of the rick the most latest rick and morty uh episode but I thought it was like I thought it would be a really entertaining thing to see right before we started recording, and it sure was. Yeah. Oh my God, I I was telling Pablo I was just like, how do the writers of this show know when they're done? <laughs> 
they go so out there. Yeah, it's all like it's all all over the place. Like you're doing multiple storylines with characters that are very similar, and then it just wraps up every story, like in this really intricate way, um, while at the same time like building in themes of like racism, <laughs> uh, police injustice, governmental corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all the things that we uh, we address here on Robots vs. Hacks is just <laughs> built into a, a weird little show. So um, in less than half an hour, in I less mean, than half an hour, they kind of just blow your mind with all this these weird little stories, like like that whole training day thing with <laughs> with Rick and with uh, that Rick and Morty the the. The chunky Morty who was just like <laughs> trying to take down the Morty Town Locos. <laughs> that was I was like, that's crazy. And then what what evil Morty, like the corrupt politician Morty said about them was like, uh, you know, they keep guns on the streets in order for us not to combat the real injustice. I was like, huh. Mm. That's an interesting interesting mm. point to make. I couldn't help but think about Chicago. Yep. Yep. Uh, I couldn't help but think about like the the gun problem that's going on in Chicago when I saw that happening. So I was um, so it's really interesting that the that uh, when pop culture starts touching on the themes of today and really kind of like if you really think about it, it makes you like want to like learn more about like things that are kind of like this like how broken our system really is you know in in relationship to uh, a citadel of ricks oh, sh- <laughs> but i mean like what did what were the impressions that it gave you jesus christ i just it just kept dropping my jaw throughout the entire episode it was first of all <laughs> the the nuance between all the different versions of rick and all the different versions of morty made the characters so i mean it, it was still them but so distinctly different um just emphasizing a different aspect of like the psychology of one entity playing against itself it was like it was like being in a giant mind yeah you know it was it was really weird that they made them all different it, it was such a it's like i wonder what sort of like acting and voice work one has to do to prepare for something like that. I mean, that episode must have taken that episode alone must have taken the majority of the time that it took for this season to get on air Yeah, just for them to get everything just right. It's, it's ridiculous. And wait a minute, aren't both characters done by one guy? Yeah. Rick and Morty are both done by Justin Roiland. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. (laughs) This guy, you know, this guy must live on the cusp of schizophrenia. (laughs) Like, there's just no way that you can put that much brilliance and voice acting into that sort of... uh, I I, I shudder. I shudder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that episode was um, just brilliant. They do it every season. They just give... They put an episode on air that just defies anything that you've seen before. And it... And in a in a world, especially in the world of animation, of American animation, where, you know, one of the 
one of the sayings is that, you know, Simpsons has probably already done it. Yeah. They managed to do something else. Yeah. You know, I, they, they've literally raised the bar. Yeah. That there was the first episode of last season where they broke time into like, mm. um, like a, what seemed like a million shards <laughs> to the point where they brought in a Langoliers reference. <laughs> Uh, voiced by Keen Peel, I thought that was like the. I was like, "There's no way they're gonna be able to top this." And then this episode rolls around, and I'm just like, "Holy shit! <laughs> how do they keep doing? Like, how do they keep doing this? How do they keep making it like really bizarre and out there and just like, I don't know. I'm I I love the show. I can't stop watching it. I um, just just watching this episode tonight tells me that I gotta go home. And freaking get caught up, yeah, like like a decent human being. <laughs> um, Especially now that Game of Thrones is over. <laughs> oh man, what the fuck are we gonna do with ourselves? Like, I'm, I'm 2019. I don't 2019. I you know I I refuse to, I refuse to believe they're really gonna go that long. <laughs> All right, get a hold of yourself, Ernesto. Yeah. All right, um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's just a brilliant show. Um, what else can what else can we say about it? Um, just looking forward to hopefully many more seasons of this sort of brilliance. Yeah, yeah. I hope that like this is the kind of show where I'm just like, they're gonna burn out. Like it's gonna become so hard to write that they're just gonna like like by season. I know this is me being like pessimistic, but this is the pessimism is kind of where I live lately. But. Um, <laughs> Okay. But it's like, you know, I'm I'm assuming they can only make it to season five before they're just like, no more. We just can't. The show has gotten, like, way too weird. <laughs> well, I hope that they at least drop a movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Because they, it's just too, it's just too, it's a jewel. It's yeah. essentially a jewel. Yeah. But uh, speaking of potential jewels that uh, we're looking forward to. The trailer for Netflix's Punisher oh. just dropped. Oh, Dude, I was, man. I, was, I was trying to find the segue to oh. like jump into that, <laughs> and I couldn't find it. Well done. I saw that trailer, and I was like, all right, this yes. is the most metal trailer yes. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing up the devil horns, oh. hitting up Metallica. It is fucking insane. It just pulls you in from like the first moments. Yeah. It's, you're you're automatically like invested in the story. You know, it's just like beautiful memories, music. It's yeah. like, don't worry, honey, we have all the time in the world. Blam! <laughs> <laughs> that shit is gone. <laughs> Metal darkness <laughs> imprisoning me. All that I see. All right. But um, yeah, that that's that uh, that trailer was awesome. I I really I was really hoping to see the Punisher and the Defenders, uh, you know, yeah. the, the Defenders show, especially with the tease that they added at yeah. the end of the the first Defenders trailer. They absolutely gave us like a cock tease. Yeah, and then it was just like, nope, you think he's in this? <laughs> nope. And They're I was like, just like. God damn it, that was the best part of the fucking teaser. All they gave us was 
they gave us a teaser trailer at the end of the series. That's that's how the Punisher yeah. was involved. Who knows? Maybe in um, the second part of uh, the Defenders. Yeah. Because uh, they're they're going to finish off um, the season before this year is over. Okay. Uh, so um, maybe he'll show up then. But uh, but damn, yeah, we were really anticipating uh, the Punisher. But this trailer definitely delivers. It gets you invested. Like this guy, I. John Bernenthal. John Bernenthal. Yeah. It's you gotta love it when an actor gives so much to a role that originally was not intended to be the size that it is. Yeah. Like it was just like, all right, he's gonna show up in season two of Daredevil, and you know, Marvel crossover, da da da. That's what uh. the universe is about. He was so good. They're like, give him a show. Your own series right there. And it's like. <laughs> He's like, get me yeah. John Bernenthal on the phone. And uh, our very own Pablo actually had a uh, run in with yeah, him. A crossover, I, if you will. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, I was on my way to work and like I just saluted the guy. <laughs> and uh, he gave me a grunt of approval. <laughs> that was the highlight of my work day. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. That and going to the same CVS that fucking Daredevil shops at. Uh, um, it's like you were in the yeah, show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it definitely was. But, uh, uh, yeah, but that I can't wait for the Punisher show. Uh, mostly because, like, I thought that, like, I keep thinking that um, the uh, Netflix Marvel shows have been relying too much on, like, fighting in the shadows to cover up edits you know? <laughs> that's true <laughs> but the punisher they have i feel like they have a lot more opportunity to show like gunfights mm. and in like you know it doesn't have to rely so much on like heavily editing fight scenes and choreography uh, so as to hide the budgetary constraints of the show mm. you could just show like a really good gunfight and have the Punisher just come out on top and being badass and shit like that. And it was, I, I just can't wait. I just can't wait for the show. And they kind of hid the uh, the release date. They did. To, and I'm like, what the f- – like, what are you, teasing release dates now? Come on now. I think they're just going to – I think they're just going to drop it. And, like, we're all going to get a notification on our phones like – yeah, season of Punisher is on Netflix. What now, bitches? And the, if they do that, that would be bad ass, bad ass. That's where I really think they're going to do because that's been the theme throughout there, um, throughout the teaser as well as this trailer. It's just like there's a certain amount of unknown. Um, even in press releases, they're just like, yeah, they're they're shooting the Punisher, but we're not sure when it's going to come out. Yeah. So the, I think they're playing that up, and Netflix is just going to be like, boom. Um. Also, the Tomb Raider trailer came out. I didn't see that. How was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell something good's going to come from an... Uh. I mean, it's not Angelina Jolie, like, <laughs> jumping around fighting a giant robot. That's for sure. Um, <sighs> but, I mean... That was theater. Yeah, that was holy shit, kids. Do you remember Angelina Jolie as as the Tomb Raider? Um, those movies sucked. <laughs> uh, but this one looks in like it looks a little like 
grittier, rougher around the edges. Uh, there's just still a lot of like CGI stuff that I'm just like, meh. I don't mm. care. Um, I'm just I'm just hoping they got a really good actress to play uh, Lara Croft. Mm-hmm. They got they got the 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 actress from Ex Machina. The, oh, okay. Yeah, and she's. Uh, I believe her name is Alice, Alicia Vikander. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool uh, actress to play the to play the role. Um, although I kind of, I would have envisioned uh, Zoe Kravitz playing the role. I just always mm. feel like Zoe Kravitz could have played the role of mm. Lara Croft. Good choice. Um, Good choice. But uh, yeah, they got this actress, and it, it's if you've seen the the. the the more recent Tomb Raider video games where, like, she's shooting a bow and arrow, she's getting down, like, she's basically, like, crawling through mud. She's, like, a... She's, like, a a John McClane type from, like, Die Hard. Just, oh. like, un- like, just, like, almost unkillable person solving, you know, uh, old-school Indiana Jones-type scenarios. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that they're going for, so... I mean, you gotta look at the trailer for yourself and tell me what you think, but I don't know. I'm just like kind of like, meh. Yeah, I was never a real big Tomb Raider fan back in the day. I mean, you know, I played the video game a few times just because they put this female character as the head character and they gave her ginormous uh, triangular boobs. Yeah. Um, so it's the just polygons look sharp. My goodness, it's like a it's like teenage boys. Like I essentially had no choice. Uh, yeah. But um, the movies uh, were. Did you ever see any of the movies? I did. I did. They were fun, but were they? they were. <laughs> oh, they were fun I for think the. You might have convinced yourself they were fun. They were fun for the '90s, early 2000s, yeah. I guess. But nothing to write home about. I'm hoping that in this day and age, especially with the emergence of more. Uh, well-rounded uh, female superhero characters, yeah. um, better writing, better fleshed out. That hopefully it will attach itself to that wave and um, open up the genre to a more uh, uh, just to a, a more mature depiction of uh, female protagonists taking the lead, uh, because I, that would just bring a something refreshing <laughs> yeah to the landscape you know um yeah. so especially laura croft who's definitely um iconic in the video game world yeah but um i mean i don't know i don't have many much hope for video game movies like every video game movie i've ever seen has been like a pile of steaming shit yeah <laughs> shit um well i think that street fighter is primed <laughs> Which which one the Jean Claude Van Damme Rose Julia vehicle? I think yes. I think it's primed to make a comeback <laughs> if they get the director from the raid. Oh, that's see everything's better with the director. Yes, from the it raid. is. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Saying that is like basically the mantra of this show. It's like everything's better with the director from the raid. It's like you, you could take the shittiest movie and then attach him to it and it'd be like, 
oh, okay, it might be good then. Garbage Pail Kids. Garbage Pail Kids, but with the director from The Raid. Oh, oh that could sh- be interesting. It's like, well, how about Super Mario Brothers? Oh, that, th- but with the director of The Raid. <laughs> hey. <laughs> English period piece, <laughs> Jane Eyre, with the director from the raid. <laughs> it's like, holy oh, shit. shit! I gotta go see that. Where does that come out? Jane Eyre's kicking ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I think that about does it for the show. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, uh, stick with us. Uh, <laughs> wow, that sucked. Let me try that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots Robots vs. Taxes taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, uh, iTunes, Podomatic, uh, and Twitter. Follow us, y'all. Follow us. Follow us, follow us, follow us. Write a review. Keep us alive. Or just say hi. Yeah. <laughs> but not too close. We have mace. Um, we'll see you guys next time around. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. You have yourself a nice day. Song of the week. Because oh. oh. as man, I get more butt than ass trays. The fair one, I get mine the fast way. Ski mask way, and we can ransom notes. Far from handsome, but damn, damn a nigga tote much. More guns than roses, foes is shaking in their boots. A visible bully, like the gooch disappear, vamoose, you whack to me. Take them rhymes back to the factory. I see the gimmicks, the whack lyrics, the shit is depressing, pathetic. Please forget it. You're mad cause my style you're admiring. Don't be mad, UPS is hiring. You should have been the cop, hip hop. With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. Not from Houston, but I rap a lot. Pack the gap a lot. The flame's about to drop. Here comes the brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your head. I'm just kicking new flavor in your head. Like the brand new flavor in your head. Here comes the brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your head. Word up, no rap, no crap, you bore me. One to grab my body, too lazy, hold it for me. I'm straight, rap, great, bust the head straight and dreads, I'm everlasting. Like it's so on pro cash, a tech nine, when I rhyme, plus I climb, word is bond. Your album couldn't f- with one line. It's been three years since your last year, but now I reappear, your heart pumps fear. To your gut, did your girl's butt. I scraped it, shaped it, now she won't strut. I smashed teeth off your beef, no relief. I step on stage, girls scream like I'm Keith. You won't be around next no, year. My rap's too severe. Can't get bad flavor in your head. Here comes a brand new flavor in your head. Time for new flavor in your head. It's my time to burn to explore The flavor in your ear is the boy scout I make outs, I make all the rappers have doubts You're fucking with the wrong clan and the wrong man That's it, 
Now you got to get your doom split. I'm going into my knapsack with my cat. Take off my hat. Yes, I'm just cool like that. The dangerous, the ruggedness from the flap of your bitch. BLS 97 kiss bastard. I'm going to live long in this rap game. Singing low my name, yo, Puffy. Love me good, mm, damn. Hollis to Hollywood, but is he good? I guess like the jeans, uh, flavor like praline. Sick daddy, I mean, Papa love it when he does it. It gets buzz it. But tell me, was it really just the flavor that be clogging your ears? The most healthy behavior is to stay in the clear. It's all for you, it's really all for you. Punch back, close your eyes, try to munch that. Oil up your ankles, let your Tim's tap. Bite the flavor, it reacts to your gold caps. Word to mama, a tongue kiss a piranha. Electrocuted barracuda, I'm here to bring the drama. Yo, 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 flavors in your ass grease. Watch the vibes, I'm about to bring the noise on seas. Let me lose from the belly of the beast. Everybody, hey, hey, hey. You better believe it's Watch the vibes, the way we about to rip the try. Yo, yo, hey, hey, hey. I split your face and give you stitches. Throw niggas and bitches. Slap the ass on fat. Wait one sec. If I get down, I'm rolling with the heavyweight connect. Through the stomping ground now. Don't you get suspicious. Grant your wishes every time. Bring it vicious when I bust the ground. I know one thing the whole world is expecting is how we all connected. To break food on the same record. Five new flavors on the beat. Feel the up the heat. I really think you should be cheap while we blow up the street. Instead of copping, please just while we smoke these outcrab trees. When I get down, I disappear. We disappear and blow up everywhere.